a Monday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We finally have true clarity and understanding on why Jaden Daniels decided to transfer from Arizona State. Meanwhile, speaking of transfers, there is still one name left on the market that could be intriguing for the Sun Devils football team to bring in before we close out recapping a 4-0 run by the Arizona State Sun Devils baseball team this last week. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, and I am your host, Richie Bradshaw, as I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes, but is not limited to Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. If you would like to check out this podcast in a visual platform, but wherever you get your podcasts, Make sure you like, like, subscribe, comment, share, five-star rate, all that good stuff. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow myself at RichieBrats36. Follow the podcast while you're there, too, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure that you never miss an episode. We cover everything, ASU football, basketball, baseball, and everything in between. With that being said, let's go ahead hop right into our podcast. We have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about this week, and it starts with former Arizona State quarterback Jaden Daniels officially telling us why he opted to transfer from Arizona State over to LSU. This was kind of a move that surprised a lot of people because back in November after ASU took down U of A for the fifth year in a row, humble brag, Jaden Daniels had posted a video that said that he was going to be returning for a senior season when Things were kind of up in the air on whether or not he was going to declare for the NFL draft or if he was going to come back for his senior year. And he said he was coming back and everyone was on board because we knew we knew that Jaden was more than capable of winning football games for us and that the ceiling was super high. So we were happy about it up until it came out that he was going to transfer. And when he did, there was a very negative backlash from not just the fans, but the players too. ultimately. After lots of speculation, Jaden Daniels did wind up in the SEC playing for the LSU Tigers for his senior year. And we kind of fell in the dark as to why this decision came to be. But very recently, Jaden Daniels was interviewed and he, he came out and told us basically what we already knew. So Tag teaming with good friend Donnie Druin here based out of allsundevils.com. Make sure you follow him at Donnie Druin and at allsundevils on Twitter because we love to keep in contact with him. In fact, he will be on the podcast later this week. Give you guys a little teaser there. But he was able to document everything that was said. And basically, it kind of came down to this direct quote from Jaden here. My decision to enter the transfer portal was probably the best decision for me and my future career for the goals I want to accomplish. Not a surprise. And this is something that I had talked a lot about is ultimately these kids, because they're kids, they're early 20 year olds. They need to do what's best for their future and what's best for their career. And the NFL is an option for Jaden Daniels. It truly is. So he needs to do what's best for him 
and what what's going to help propel him to the best situation that he can get himself into. Because there was a time where it appeared he had round one capabilities as a quarterback before his play just dramatically fell off a cliff. But who knows? Maybe he can refine some of that magic down in Baton Rouge. And that's what what he's hoping for here is that he can get back to that. He said he's betting on himself. He said that that he he feels like he's got that untapped potential. Another direct quote here from Jaden Daniels. He wants to help a powerhouse win a another national championship so I could showcase my skills was probably the most intriguing thing for me. Coach Kelly is the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, and he knows how to win. He knows how to get his teams to where they need to be, so I wanted to be a part of it. They're, they're clear as day. Another quote here. I always enjoyed my time at Arizona State. Love Coach Herm Edwards and those guys over there. But just for my career, my career, my future, I decided to go elsewhere so I can reach that untapped potential. I get to showcase my talent on a national stage. Coming here and competing at the highest level with all these weapons here, all the resources, it's very intriguing for me. At the end of the day, I didn't want anything handed to me, and I felt like it was the best spot for me. This is exactly what I've been saying, not to toot my own horn, but this is, this is precisely what I said at the very beginning was that Jaden Daniels is going to LSU because it's the best situation for him to continue progressing as a quarterback and hopefully get himself to that next level. He has weapons in LSU. He has a great potential Hall of Fame head coach down at LSU. He's got the potential to be seen every single week by the national media, not like not like Pac-12 media, where we famously have Pac-12 after dark, but if we're being honest, that's not exactly the best place to showcase your capabilities. Ask Christian McCaffrey, who honestly was probably cheated out of a Heisman Trophy because nobody was watching his games consistently. Well, Jaden Daniels playing in the SEC, that's about as bright as it gets, and not just the SEC, but LSU, one of the more prestigious programs in, in the entire Southeastern Conference. So Really, really like just just the absolute best case scenario for Jaden Daniels was winding up at LSU. And again, tooting my own horn here, that that was the place that I had picked for him. So neither here nor there, though. The point is Jaden Daniels has placed himself in the best situation possible. And he basically confirms in this interview that this is exactly why he went there, because it's the best situation for him. He's he's got again, he's got the weapons, he's got a defense that can back him up. There's NFL talent littered throughout that roster. He's got the winningest coach in Notre Dame history and Brian Kelly, who's first year down in LSU. We're going to see how that plays out. But honestly, there there's a lot for Jaden to be excited about down there. So I'm excited for him. Again, going back a few weeks when all this broke, I was upset as a fan. I was upset, just like every fan probably was when Jaden decided to leave. But with that being said, bigger picture is he needs to do what's best for him. Going to LSU was best for him from an analytical standpoint, and obviously Jaden seems to agree with us. So basically, it, it it's exactly what we what we suspected it was. Jaden is just doing what's best for his future, and he threw in competing for a national championship. So. Who knows? LSU was there just a couple short years ago, and 
it, it's not as though they're not contenders every year. They've definitely taken a large step back from that 2019 season. But nonetheless, this is still a talented LSU Tigers football team and one that should have aspirations for competing in the SEC entirely, not just its division. They're going to be hoping that they can unseat Alabama again. They're hoping that they can take down Georgia if they were to get to that point. LSU wants to get back into that conversation. They're hoping that Jaden Daniels is the guy who can get them back in that conversation. So we shall see whether or not that is going to come to fruition. But again, wrapping this up, putting a bow on it. Why did Jaden transfer? Everything we suspected. Better for his future and a chance to compete for a national championship. So there you go. That's going to wrap up this first segment here. When we return for our next segment, there is still time for Arizona State to get another transfer option at quarterback, if they so choose. Who would that be? We'll talk about that in just a moment, of course, on the Locked on Sunnivals podcast. Guys, I know you want to quit on your New Year's resolutions, but I'm here to tell you don't do it. Trust me, go to Built Bar. Built Bar is going to be where it's at for delicious tasting protein bars that make it feel like you're not even giving up on your New Year's resolution. If you haven't tried the Puffs yet, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate with some fan favorites like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. These are going to be your new favorite. And of course, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low in calorie, high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. And if you look at the macro chart, you'll be absolutely blown away. Most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They're absolutely smashing candy bars across the board. And they're still delicious. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, so many different flavors to choose from, plus the white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious with new flavors coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. And it's delicious, and it'll be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy after that. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So here's the offer. Go to Built.com right now, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Now, some news for you guys regarding the NFL draft. Starting Thursday, April 28th, tune in to Locked on NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team is going to take, Catch Odyssey and the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week leading up to the first pick. Make sure you check out the Locked On NFL Draft Live on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page and the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft on Odyssey and NFL Locked On NFL podcast feeds. You can check out the Locked On NFL Draft Live on April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern April 29th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and April 30th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Meanwhile, the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft will be April 18th, 22nd, and 25th. 
You don't want to miss out on that, guys. It's going to be so much fun. But we're going to go ahead, hop right back into our conversation now. When we left off, we were talking about Jaden Daniels transferring, but ASU is still kind of in a flux with their quarterback situation. And what, what could they do right now to get themselves back on the right track? It's, it's a very interesting and fluid situation for Arizona State right now. We have Paul Tyson, we have Trenton Borgay, who definitely appear to be the front runners here, but neither of them has truly stood out to where we definitively know one over the other who's going to be starting, who's going to give us the most, and not, not anticipation, the most excitement and the most comfortability heading into the year. Well, remember, we flashed back about a month ago, and Herm Edwards had made the comment, quote, is the quarterback here? Is he not here? We don't know that. Hopefully he's in the building, but if not, there's always plan B, the transfer portal. So with, with spring practice officially over and done with, again, we, we kind of walked out knowing that Borgay and Paul Tyson were going to be the front runners for the job, and they still remain the front runners for the job. But how secure is that job for them? We're not totally sure. With that being said, Herm has left the door open for the transfer portal. But the biggest name on the transfer portal at the time was JT Daniels from Georgia. And a guy that me and former co-host Connor Drios had brought up several times as a potential get for Arizona State. Ultimately, he very recently went to the West Virginia Mountaineers and will finish out his career there to hopefully get himself back into NFL draft conversations. But there is one more quarterback that is very intriguing that remains on the market. And it is Emery Jones, former quarterback of the Florida Gators. Now, Jones will remind many of kind of a Jaden Daniels kind of player in the sense of he may not be the most established passer, but he is a dominant runner. Four-year player for Florida in his four years, completed 64.6% of his passes, threw for 3,347 yards, 26 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. Now, take into account he wasn't their full-time starter until 2021. He was the backup to Kyle. Oh, my goodness. What's his name? I'll, I'll, I'll remember in a little bit. But their, their former quarterback, Kyle, what's his name, who is now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was the starting quarterback there. And Emory Jones took over this past year as the full-time starter. Florida definitely underachieved. They were a 500 football team. Although at one point in time, they were right near the top 10 in the in the overall AP, AP poll for the nation, Kyle Trask. I told you I was going to remember. Kyle Trask was the starter. Emory Jones took over. Very different kind of style quarterback. Because as a runner, dominant. 759 yards, four touchdowns on a 5.3 average. Take into account that he definitely took some sacks, lost some yards, and hurt his yards per carry. So Emory Jones, a very intriguing option. And quite frankly, I would be here for it to the point where I would want him to be the starter. Emory Jones, very, very gifted athlete and a guy who, look, look, is he an NFL player? Probably not. But he, he is a quality college quarterback. And right now, that's what ASU needs. 
And quite frankly, the other enticing thing with Emory Jones here, and probably the biggest reason why I would want him outside of the highlight potential, is the fact that he has starting experience. Borgay and Tyson do not have any significant playing time whatsoever. They have less than 30 career pass attempts between the two of them. Emory Jones, meanwhile, just started a full season for Florida and was quality. He was a good quarterback. Good enough. Now, take him out of the SEC, take the numbers he put up and put him in the Pac-12, and you're talking about Arizona State as a potential eight-win program again and getting right back into that hunt as a quality football team. So Emory Jones, a very intriguing name here that's been put out and, of course, put out by our good friend Donnie Druin. This this came with, with the with the conversation of whether or not they could still look at a quarterback. But Emory Jones, definitely the most intriguing name that remains on the market. I want to plant that seed as well. I want to further good friend Donnie Druin's point because Emory Jones is a very exciting player. This is the kind of guy that Arizona State fans would be thrilled with. And you wouldn't have to change your offense up because him and Jaden are so similar. In fact, Emory seems to be a more a more consistent player than Jaden was. So with this thought in mind, this, this is definitely one of those players where this would move the needle for you. So for what it's worth, Sun Devil fans, if we are not comfortable with neither Tyson or Borgay as the starter for Arizona State, then keep Emory Jones in mind. There is that potential with him to truly, to truly take over what we were hoping to have this past year with Jaden Daniels and make it so that this, this potential decline from 2021 to 2022 isn't as severe. Because Jones, even though he'd be a one-year rental, this would allow you to continue developing Tyson or Borgay, depending on who you fancy. The only problem is if you do bring in Jones, does that ruin the dynamic that you have? But these are all questions that we don't need to ask until this opportunity begins to actually present itself. In the meantime, this is nothing but speculation. It's exciting, though. So with that being said, that's actually going to go ahead and wrap up this conversation. When we return for the third and final segment, as always, we got to recap Arizona State baseball, but we have a good recap for once as the Sun Devils went 4-0 over this past week. We'll talk about that in just a moment on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline.net is still your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys, let's not waste any more time here. We got we to gotta continue to cover the baseball season. It has not been an exciting year so far for Arizona State baseball, but... This past week was their best week by a landslide. And not not only was it a good week for ASU in the win column, but my goodness were the bats hot. ASU goes 4-0 over this past week. They get they played Santa Clara on the road, beat Santa Clara 21 to 1. 
which it probably should. But more impressively is back in Tempe, they complete a sweep of the USC Trojans. Ultimately gets them to an 18 and 19 records here. One game under 500 now. Shot them up to an 8 and 7 winning conference record. And they're now on a four game win streak. In those four games, like I said, you had that 21 to 1 win over Santa Clara. Versus USC, you had a 14 to 12 win, an 8 to 2 win, and a 9 to 8 win, which included a Joe Lampy walk off run. So awesome, awesome series for them. As we recap, Joe Lampy over the past week, naturally the biggest hero of the Sun Devils, went 7 of 19. So batting a little less than 500 there, probably in that high 300 to low 400 range, depending on how good my math is. Three RBIs, which included that game-winning RBI to get the uh, to get the series sweep over the USC Trojans. Sean McLean, 11 of 16, definitely the hottest batter of the week. Seven RBIs. McLean was absolutely on fire, and he continues to truly boost all, all his numbers that we're going to get more into here in just a minute. Ethan Long, quiet week, only 2 of 15. He did nab five RBIs, though. So even though his bat might not have been as hot as we were hoping for, he still was one of the, 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 the more consistent scorers for the team. He did tie for second on the team this past week with the five RBIs. Sean McClain naturally being first with those seven. Connor Davis going 6 of 14. Again, just shy of that 500 batting mark. Four RBIs. Jacob Tobias, who didn't play all four games, still went 3 of 8 with three RBIs. And Nate Baez, 5 of 16, five RBIs. So right in that 300 range for him. Bats were hot. The pitching was not that bad either. Tyler Meyer went 5 and a third innings. He did give up six runs, four strikeouts, nothing Nothing overly de- uh, like exclusive here. Uh, Will Levine appeared in two games, only pitched in, in one and two-third innings, gave up four runs, two strikeouts. Again, not that great. But this is where it gets nice. Kyle Luckham, the team's perceived ace, was terrific. Went seven innings, only gave up two runs, and had seven strikeouts. Outstanding. This, I believe was the 8-2 to two win for Arizona State over the USC Trojans. Finally, Adam Tullett came out for four and a third innings, only gave up two runs and struck out three. Have to be happy with the way that these guys played over the last week. The pitching remains erratic and absolutely the weak point of the team, but when you have good outings from Kyle Luckham the way that he just gave you, that's the kind of consistency and upside that you need from this Sun Devils team to have any kind of faith that they can build some momentum and get this season back on track. Now for the whole season, looking at Joe Lampy, he's batting 321, has an OPS over 1,000 with 1,007, 29 RBIs, ties for the team lead with the aforementioned Sean McLean, who is now batting 336 with a 949 OPS, 29 RBIs. Meanwhile, the, the number one batter on the team remains Connor Davis, with a 341 batting average, 946 OPS, 26 RBIs. Ethan Long continues to drop a little bit, now down to 288 on his uh, batting average. He has a 904 OPS, 27 RBIs for him. Uh, Jacob Tobias continues to climb, batting 293 now with an 852 OPS, 
18 RBIs. And finally, Nate Baez rounds out the, the six main hitters that we focus on here. Baez batting 315, 909 OPS, and 26 RBIs. Looking at the pitching, we have Tyler Meyer up to 38 and two-third innings pitch, a 4.66 ERA, 1.32 whip, 37 strikeouts. Our ace here, Kyle Luckham, up to 51 and a third innings pitch, down to a 4.38 ERA, 1.29 whip, 44 strikeouts, which is second on the team. Now, you again with Luckham being your ace. With the way the ASU baseball has been, you're quote unquote here happy to see his ERA in that low four range. You wish it was lower. If he could get it under four, oh my goodness, it it would just be a dream come true. But with the way he pitched this last week, if he can continue to build on that, that would be massive for ASU baseball moving forward. Looking at the rest of the guys here, Will Levine pitched 33 innings on the season, a 4.64 ERA, 1.45 whip, 21 strikeouts. And then, of course, we got to we gotta hop into the guys who have been anything but great, unfortunately. Adam Tolek pitching 44 innings on the year, 6.95 ERA, so at least he got an under 7, a 1.61 whip, and 48 strikeouts, which does lead the team. Finally, Jacob Walker, who actually did not pitch this week, Went 35 and a third innings on the season, 815 ERA, 1.61 whip, and 21 strikeouts. That's your update there. This upcoming week, we will be playing California State University Northridge at home before traveling down to the city down south, Tucson, Arizona, to take on the Wildcats in a three-game series. The Sun Devils will absolutely be hoping that they can continue their winning ways as they did beat U of A earlier this year and would like to stay on that streak, not only to, to beat U of A, naturally we don't want to lose to them, but to keep going in the right direction with the baseball team right now. You're on a four-game win streak. If you can find a way to, to beat California, that would be awesome. Start 1-0. Win this series against U of A, even if it's just two to one, that puts you three to one. Suddenly you're 21 and 20. You're positive. You, you're you're over 500 is what I mean. You're over 500 on a year at a 21 and 20 record. You also find yourself a way to continue building on your conference record, go from eight and seven to 10 and eight. You just got to keep building on this momentum. We're not out of this bad boy yet. But there is a lot of work to be done for this Sun Devils team. But that is going to go ahead and wrap up what we got going on here for this Monday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify. We're on YouTube as well if you'd like to check us out on a visual platform. Wherever you get your podcasts, though, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share five star all that good stuff make sure you never miss an episode we're here monday through friday giving you the best arizona state sports coverage in the whole wide world if you're on twitter follow myself at richie brads 36 follow the podcast while you're there as well at lo underscore sun and until next time you keep it locked right here on locked on sun Devils.